Hi, and welcome to another Bible study with me. And in today's Bible study, we're looking at birthing a new season or stepping into a new season and living in the reality of a new season. Like, call it what you may, we're talking about being in a new season and what does that look like? How does that look what should we be doing what does you know what does the bible say about a new season and this comes from a scripture that god gave me at the end of september going into october and he kind of starts saying over and over that it was a new season he actually gave two scriptures which i shared with my community of people of women that we um pray together and we study the word together and it was based East of the first one, the first one that got us started was Psalm 126, Psalms 126, and it was in the Passion Translation. You can read it in any translation, but it was in the Passion Translation that it really sort of sat with me. And it says in Psalm 126, it was like a dream come true when you freed us from our bondage and brought us back to Zion. We laughed and laughed and overflowed with gladness. We were left shouting for joy and singing your praise. All the nations saw it and joined in saying, the Lord has done great miracles for them. Yes, he did mighty miracles and we are overjoyed. Now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. May your streams of may streams of your refreshing flow over us until our dry hearts are drenched again. Those who sow their tears as seeds will reap a harvest with joyful shouts of glee. They may weep as they go out carrying their seeds to sow, and they will return with joyful laughter and shouting with gladness as they bring back, back amloads of blessing and a harvest overflowing. It's a really lovely scripture. Um, and it literally got me excited because God was saying, look, things are going to turn around. And actually for months, for probably about four months, if not more, I've had a very strong sense that seasons have changed and not just changed for me personally, but changed for people. And I was actually having a conversation with a friend today where she said that it's now becoming clear to her that something is happening. And I said to her, it's because you're a spiritual person, that there are many people going about their business, going about their lives, even Christians who don't necessarily recognize that we're now in a new season, that something is taking place and something has happened. And many people are sort of going through life just thinking everything is as it should be. And you know, it's very easy to live life without being aware of what God is doing. If you aren't a believer, it's even easier because you don't know any different. But if you are a believer, it can even be possible for you not to be aware that something is happening, seasons are changing or seasons are, have changed or things have changed, especially if you're not spending time in prayer, 
in worship, in the word of God, those things sensitize your spirit. They make the Holy Spirit almost more alive in you, um, if we could use that phrase. And so it's very easy to miss out on a new season. But that was the first scripture God gave me, Psalm 126 in the Passion Translation. But then he reminded me of a scripture that he had told me about a few years ago um, when he had, when the seasons were changing then. And he took my mind back to that scripture. He took my mind back to that particular, um, to that particular scripture. And it's found in Songs of Song or Song of Songs, um, chapter 2, verses 11 to 15 in particular, also in the Passion Translation. Song of Songs, some people call it Songs of Solomon, chapter 2, verses 11 to 15 in the Passion Translation. And it says, from verse 11, the season has changed. The bondage of your barren Winter has ended and the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers, there is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. For you are my dove hidden in the split open rock. It was I who took you and hid you up high in the secret stairway of the sky. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayer. You must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship for they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together. That's songs of, Song of Songs, chapter 2, verses 11 to 15. And that's really where our Bible study is taking place today in terms of how do you then stand in this new season? What is it about this new season? How do we live in the reality of a new season. Okay, you say to me, Bumi, I've heard you. You say there is a new season. What does that even mean for me? The first thing I would say is that a new season is always an invitation to intimacy with God. And when I say that, it's something that we've talked about in the past in Bible study. You can go to the previous ones on the podcast and listen to them. And it's really a time to step into alignment with God. It's a time to draw close to God. It's a time to pray. It's a time to read the word of God. It's a time to worship. It's a time to study and to meditate on the word of God. And, you know, 
It's a time to hear and see what God is doing. What is he doing? You know, it's a new season, but what does that even look like for me personally? What does that look like for my family? What does that look like for me in marriage? What does that look like for me in my job, in my career, in my business? Because when you stand in a new season, God is literally changing things around you. And you must be able to lean in, and pressing deeper to what does this look like for me? You know, sometimes when we're in church, we hear that it's a new season. And, you know, especially as if when at the start of a year and as we're coming to the end of one year and about to step into the beginning of another, because we're now on the 30th day of November in 2023, as we do that, it's very easy to be carried along by the corporate excitement of a new year. But you have to then say, but what does this year hold for me? And you could almost take the lessons from this birthing and leaning in and experiencing a new season and apply it to the start of a new year. But what do you need to do? You need to pay attention to God. You need to, and I'm going to break that down. But I thought that I would first of all start off by saying that going into a new season is an invitation to intimacy with God because the one who holds times and seasons in his hands is God. So if you're going to understand times and seasons, you're going to have to spend time with God. You're going to have to put yourself in a posture where you can hear what he is saying, where you can see um, the word of God says in Habakkuk chapter two, that I will stand on my watchtower to see what God is saying, meaning that there is a place of vision. There is a place of grasping what's happening in the spirit realm in a new season. And you know, all around you, there will be signs, but the, the invitation and that intimacy will start to tell you what those signs mean and what those could mean for you in terms of the steps you need to take in that new season. And, you know, with a new season, with a change of seasons, there will be certain signs. There will be certain signs. Number one, or one of the things that will tell you that you are standing in a new season is that God will tell you himself that you're standing in a new season. And this is not necessarily that God will speak audibly. He will just put it on your heart. So when I said earlier that for months, I just had this very strong sense that the seasons had turned. I probably even remember one day walking, um, walking on going for one of my early morning walks. And as I was walking, it became almost like a, a, a strong sense, almost like a blanket, a cloak. I, I don't know what other words to use to put it in the natural, but there was just this very, very strong sense. And I remember even posting about it and saying, look, we're standing in a new season. This is a new season. This is a new time, you know? And I think I even said a prayer that day where I need to go is the 15th of September. And that was after probably a month or a month or two of me already having that strong season, a strong feeling that the seasons had changed. And so 
The first thing is that God will tell you that the season has changed. Apart from God will tell you that the season has changed, that he will have a conversation with you. The Holy Spirit will talk to you like he talks to you about other areas of your life. Another thing that will make it clear that you are standing in a new season or that your seasons have changed is that you will have a strong sense. It will be a sense you can't shake. It won't be one of those ones that's just, oh, you felt it today, but you didn't feel it again. It will be very strong, almost sitting with you repeatedly for many days for many weeks and in my case for many months and then things will change around you you will actually start to see things begin to change around you and sometimes they're not necessarily big things they could be very small things it could go from one of the things that showed me that I, my seasons had changed when it came to even like my finances was that unprovoked without people necessarily knowing what I was going through financially, people were gifting me money. And I would literally be like, what is going on here? And it would sometimes be the most unlikely people from the most unlikely places. But because one of the things God had told me was that the season had turned when it came to my the financial aspect of my life and when it came to financial abundance, for me, I was almost expecting that if I'm being honest, there was a part of me that almost expected this big, miraculous financial gift or something. But God just consistently in sometimes in weeks, it would be every single day, someone would bless me financially. And I thought to myself, that's a sign that something has changed because I didn't used to have this before. So it could be something as simple as that. It could be something as simple as the seasons have changed when it comes to marriage for example i remember when i was waiting to get married god's like i said god will tell you your season has changed i just remember this particular vision i had one night i remember i could see the sun setting and i was like the sun is setting what's going on here i'm a person that asks a lot of questions especially when i see things that don't make sense to me and i said the sun is setting what's going on here and as soon as i said that out like said that and i didn't say it out loud i said it in my mind i just heard oh the setting of the sun is the change of your seasons. Your single season has ended. And I kid you not, from that point on, I had gone through a season where men were not even asking me for my number. Talk less of then saying, oh, they'll call me and then, you know, be paying you some attention. I was getting zero attention. But from the point at which I saw that vision and heard that response, people started coming. Men were coming and I was just like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, what's going on here? Um... And so that's what I mean by there will be signs. There'll be little things. They sometimes aren't big things. And that's why I said you have to be a spiritual person in terms of you have to be sensitive, be someone who is already a believer who prays regularly and prays in the spirit regularly, because that's one of the things that helps your sensitivity. Be a person that also reads the word of God, declares the word of God, because all those things put together, combined, make you more sensitive that you can begin to pick up when things are happening around you. And then another thing that will tell you that you are in a new season is that you will have a desire for new things, new experiences, new relationships, and you will lose a desire for some of the things that you thought were going to be in your life forever. For example, you might suddenly not desire certain relationships anymore. More. not because you fought with the person not because the person is a bad person but just because you just felt like this is not the relationship that i meant to be in anymore i remember that when god was literally about to shift things for me i he had asked me to leave work and in leaving work 
he said to me early on, I remember it was, I was sitting with a friend and she kind of confirmed it. But before I sat with the friend, I sort of started getting this sense that he was removing certain relationships around me. He was changing the relationships with people that I had been close to. And then I went to see this older friend and she said the same thing and said, you're going into a season where God is literally removing certain people from around you, around your life. And that I know it's, it will feel painful. And the truth is that sometimes when these things are happening, they do feel painful. You have friendships that you thought you would be friends and you would take on the world forever. And suddenly they've gone off now and they're doing something else entirely. And they're not necessarily checking in with you as they used to. That's not a bad thing. Maybe it's just part of the change of your season. And the fact that that relationship cannot go with you where you need to go next. The same way that Abraham and Lot had to part ways for God to then be able to have certain conversations with Abraham. And you can find that story in the book of Genesis. But the point I'm trying to make is that you will have a desire for new things, new experiences, new relationships. And you will lose desire for some of the things that are already present in your life. Some of the things that ha you have been embracing and going through and enjoying up until this point, you might suddenly lose interest in those things. And that's okay. And you know, even as I say this, there are things that can stop you from recognizing when you are in a new season or you're about to step into a new season or that your season has changed. There are things that can stop you from recognizing that. Obviously, the first is a lack of spiritual awareness. If you are not a spiritual person, you can be standing in a new season and not be aware that you're standing in a new season. Like all the signs could be there and you wouldn't even know that you were in a new season. And you know, and that leads me on to the second thing, which is that if you have an an unholy fixation with the old you won't recognize the new it's why sometimes god will want to do a new thing but some of us will be like oh but me five years ago this is what i used to do when i was in my when i was in the workplace but then god doesn't want you to be in the workplace anymore he's now called you to be a stay-at-home parent but your mind is still so focused on who you were in that season that you miss who he's inviting you to become it is possible to miss out on a new season by not recognizing that there is a new thing happening. Jesus used to talk a lot about how the Pharisees literally would say that the scriptures say this about the Messiah and the scriptures say that about the Messiah. But Jesus would be like, I'm the Messiah. I'm standing right in front of you. They were so fixated with the law of Moses and religion that they missed the Messiah. They missed him completely. In fact, they ganged up and killed him, which was a good thing because it's fulfilled God's purpose anyway. But the point is that you can miss a new season. You can fail to recognize it. But you know, one of the things I love about God is that because God is so loving, because he's so kind, he can still make all things work for your good. Romans 8.28 and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and accord according to his purpose. Excuse me. So it is possible to miss it. And you know, one last thing that can make you lose, lose sight or not see the new thing or the new season that you stand in is when you have 
distractions from life circumstances or the wrong people. They can be a distraction that you think this is how life is supposed to be, but actually it's not. Life circumstances can distract you. If, for example, say God wants to take you into a new season in terms of your career, but you lost your job and you thought all that you were and your identity was tied to that job, you can be so focused on that and trying to find a new job that you miss that maybe he doesn't want you in that particular industry anymore or that particular career path or that particular organization and he wants to put you somewhere else but all you're thinking is I have bills to pay don't worry I know it because I've been there multiple times I have bills to pay I have things to do this is what you said already and you know sometimes even a fixation on what God said that we miss out on what he's saying how do I know this if you read the story of Abraham taking his son Isaac to go and sacrifice him. I find that story very fascinating because it's in the book of Genesis. And you know, God is telling um, God is telling him to go and sacrifice his one and only son. And you're like, how do you tell, how do you tell a man that has waited a hundred years to have a child to sacrifice his son? But the title of that particular bit of the of the Bible, that chapter, it says Abraham's faith, Abraham's faith tested. And you know, God said to Abraham, He says, Take your son, verse 2 of Genesis chapter 2, chapter 22, sorry, Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. In, I'm reading the NLT. It says, Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I'll show you. If you go down further, you get to verse nine. It says, when they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, first of all, Abraham was obedient. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son, Isaac, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me your even your son, your only son. God said to him in verse 22, kill your son. And if you read in the New Testament, I can't remember which book it is now, but there's a, I think it's either in the book of Romans or in the book of Hebrews. It says that Abraham had such faith that his son Isaac was as good as dead because he believed that God would raise the boy back to life because God said it is through this particular boy that your generations, your descendants are going to fill the earth. So as far as Abraham was concerned, even if the boy dies, he's going to come back to life. But God spoke again. Sometimes God will speak. And then because we are so fixated on what he said, we don't pay attention to what he's now saying. Imagine if Abraham did not hear the angel. And thankfully, because we know Abraham's level of faith, we know that that boy, even if he had stabbed him and killed him, he would, God would have brought him back to life. Because Abraham, as far as, far as he was concerned, his son was going to come back to life. But the point is that you can be so focused on what God said to you in the last season that you miss what he's saying now. 
and that must not happen. So how do you then bring this new season into reality? The first thing is prayer. You should know by now that prayer plays a fundamental part in what God is doing. You know, if you read the word of God in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it's a very popular scripture if you're a Christian. If you're not, or you're just listening to this by accident, I, I apologize for assuming you know about it. But you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 9 says, this is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. If you are going to know, you're going to have to do it by the spirit. How do you do know things by the spirit? The spirit of God will witness to your spirit. How does that happen? By praying in the spirit. That's why prayer is important. The spirit of God knows the mind of God and witnesses it to us. That's why we pray in the spirit so that we are connected with the spirit of God and the things that are happening, the things that are taking place. You know, sometimes when you read the scripture, you sometimes think that it was a picture that they played out in front of them. But sometimes it was the spirit of God just literally unfolding things in their mind. And it became like a picture that was playing in, their, in, in front of their eyes. Some of them didn't actually see physically. But the spirit of God witnessed to them so strongly that what was witnessed to their spirit became like a picture before their eyes. What you need to know in this new season is accessed by the spirit of God. Prayer increases your sensitivity. It increases you, you being aware. Words of knowledge are, are a gift of the spirit. If you read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about the many gifts of the spirit. Words of knowledge. How will you know something? It is the spirit of God that will tell it to you. Jesus said in John, I believe it's John 14, 15 and 16. He kept talking about the Holy Spirit. And he said the spirit of God, when he comes, that the spirit of God, he will guide you into all truth. What's the truth about this new season? And then, you know, even as you pray, the Holy Spirit will begin to bring into reality some of the things that you're praying about. Because we don't know what to pray about. The Spirit of God prays through us. Prays through us so for, what just for praying sake? No, so that it can become a reality. That's what prayer is for. So to bring this new season into reality, the first thing we're going to do, the first thing we're going to do is pray. You can't do without prayer. You can't get away from prayer, especially if you want to see the things that God has said to you. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to read the word of God and we're going to study it. This allows us to see God, to know his nature, to know his heart, to know the kind of ways he can move. You know, when Jesus um, fed the 5,000, you know that he had seen things. If you don't know, Jesus had seen things like that. He had read the scriptures. Because when you read the story of Jesus in his early years, when he was 12, he said his parents left him there. They forgot that. He, they thought he was with them, but he wasn't. He was in the temple talking to the religious leaders. And they say that the religious leaders were astounded at the level of knowledge that he had. And then for 18 years, you don't hear anything again. 
and then you hear about him when he's 30. What do you think he was doing for 18 years? If at 12, you already knew so much. He was spending time pouring over the scriptures. He would say to, in if and then one of, we've just finished reading the book of John in my community. And one of the things I said that I loved about reading the book of John was seeing how many times Jesus would say, let us do this so that scripture can be fulfilled. If you don't know scripture, how is it going to be fulfilled? That's why you must read the word of God. And then you'll study it. What's happening here? What is God trying to get me to see? Because 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17 tells us about how um, all scripture has been breathed by God for our instruction, for our correction, for our training in righteousness, so that we can be the people that we're supposed to be, so that we can experience all that we're supposed to experience. But if you don't read the scripture, you won't have that. If you're going to experience a new season, you can't get away from the word of God. The word of God is there to guide us and to train us into the thing that God has for us next. And then if you're going to live the reality of that new season, you're going to have to take action. You know, one of the, one of the biggest issues with Christianity today is a Christianity that thinks that God is going to do everything. God is not going to do everything. In fact, the word of God tells us the highest heavens belong to our God, but the earth he has given to the children of men. The earth he has given to the children of men. The earth is our responsibility. If anything is going to happen in this realm, it is us that is going to make it happen. But we're going to make it happen partnering with the Holy Spirit. Partnering with the Holy Spirit. If you're going to see your new season, you need to take action. There will be signs around you and you must lay hold on them and start doing things. If, for example, God tells me that I'm going to have a certain type of business, it is not God that is going to give me this. It's not going to, going to come and put the systems and structures in place for that business to happen. If God says, I'm going to make you a global this, 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 and this in business. If I don't register the company, how is that going to happen? Do you think somebody is just going to come and hand you their business? Especially if God did not say that somebody should do it. <laughs> if you're going to experience a new season, if you're even going to experience its changing of seasons, you must act. The book of James tells us that you, are, tell, you show me your faith and I will show you my faith with works. I will show you my faith with works. I won't just show you my faith and tell you this is how I feel or this. I will show you not just that, but I will then show you what I am doing based on what I believe has happened. If I believe I'm in a new season, my actions must reflect it. I actually was reminded of it again today by the Holy Spirit. He had told me on the first day of this month, get your house in order. It is It behooves me to get my house in order. So, uh, and, you know, with each action that you take, just keep talking to the Holy Spirit as you're going, I know, Holy Spirit, I'm about to do this. If there's anything that you need me to know, please make it clear to me. He, he's, help, he's here to be our helper. So he will help you. And, you know, when you go back to that second, the song, song of songs, song of songs, I keep, my, it's like a tongue twister for me. But anyways, um, if you go back to song of songs, chapter two, verses 11 to 15, which is our foundational scripture for this Bible study. It says in verse 15, you must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. 
for they raid our body and vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together. There will be behaviors, there will be actions, there'll be habits that you have that can hinder this new season. We're human. There are things that we do that don't necessarily profit us. There are things that we've been asking God to help us to change. But he actually says, you must catch those troubling foxes. Then he then says at the end, we will do it together. Meaning that the Holy Spirit is there to help you. But you must also be a participant in what needs to change in your life. If there are habits that you need to drop off, you must be a participant that takes part. That does, that does exactly what needs to be done for those habits to go away. If those habits are triggered by certain things, it is your responsibility, not God's. It is your responsibility to remove the triggers. If it is that you lack accountability, it is your responsibility to find people or find communities or find places where you can be accountable. If you are going to birth a new season, you can't afford for your weaknesses your old habits, especially those habits that are not serving you well, you can't afford to keep holding on to them. And you have to take steps, active steps to do something about them. And this also applies to relationships. Hence why I said earlier that for the new season I was about to step into at that point in my life, God had to remove certain relationships so they didn't become a crutch that I leaned on when he wanted me to lean on him. I know because of what was going what was happening in my own life at that point in time. It matters a lot, you know. If you actually open the, there's in the in the Passion Translation, I'm reading it on the Version Bible app. If you read that, you must catch the troubling foxes, those slight little foxes. There's actually a, almost like a little box there that tells you that there's something that is being referred to here. And it actually says of verse 15, these foxes are the compromises that are hidden deep in our hearts. These are areas of our lives where we have not yet allowed the victory of Christ to shine. The foxes keep the fruit of his spirit from growing within us. There are areas of our lives that need him, that need his lordship. Is it your desire for certain types of music? Is it, your, is it an un, unhealthy appetite? You know, what is it? What are these areas of your life that still need the Lordship of Jesus? That you still need to surrender to him so that the fruit of the Spirit can really begin to show in your life. It's really important. Here's what I want you to know, even as we come to the end of this Bible study. The seasons have changed. I'm, I'm being very direct and clear about it. The seasons have changed. But for you to experience that change of season, you will have to do your part. And so I pray for you now that as you have heard this Bible study, that there is a stirring within your heart to embrace this new season, that you will do everything that you can with the Holy Spirit helping you to bring your life into the reality of that new season. I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. I pray that the, your desire for the new season will outweigh your desire for the old season. I pray that the changes that Christ has been making in you will now find their fullest expression in this new season. God bless you. God keep you. And welcome to your new season.
season. In Jesus' name, amen.